Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore practicing presence with clarity. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Alex Morrison said, you must first clearly see a thing in your mind before you can do it. Presence is everything. Observe, inspire, and experience. Do you find it hard to slow down to take a deeper look at something? As we observe something, there is information we can learn about our world if we are totally present and use all of our senses. We can listen and gather details of events and people's attitudes to be more completely informed. How often do you feel uplifted and inspired as you go through your daily moments? When you get excited about something you are doing and sharing with others, it can grow way beyond your immediate connections. You might not even know how far it goes as it ignites others and flows. You inspire others by the way you interact and show you care, showing you're quickly able to adjust to situations you are presented with, and showing others that you think of them as important because you're listening attentively to them. We are opening our insights to how to be totally present. We start out with a lot of questions, and this step is sometimes a stretch of our imaginations and our focus, and sometimes it feels very wide open. But the word clarity, according to the dictionary, is a quality expression of being, which means clear and lucidity as to the perception and or it's easy to understand or use in, with all of our senses. Norman Vincent Peale said, to a large extent, our lives are made by thoughts and ideas. We become finally what we think. Over the years, the things we read and hear and hold in our thoughts condition our minds and ultimately our lives. If we put into our consciousness that which inspires and uplifts, it stands to reason that we shall tend to become inspired and uplifted persons. We, we determine the type of thing we shall feed to our minds. So that's a pretty profound comment coming from uh, past experiences and recommendations. Um, and essentially... You know, mental clarity opens the door and has a lot of potential for uh, freedom. And with us having more awareness of, you know, our present moments and our percept- perceptions of where we are or where we want to be, um, we have a clearness that might not have been always there. When you have mental clarity, the situation you're dealing with at the moment is in focus and sometimes it has a pathway to it you know that you go step by step and that pathway might become more illuminated so that you can see where you want to head Um, your mind is calm and when the when you have the clarity it feels exciting because it's like having a roadmap 
Um, whereas if we just are operating without a whole lot of information, it feels very cumbersome sometimes because we're not sure what uh, the next step is. A clear view, you know, the word clear or clarity, um, a lot of times we're weighing pros and cons and our mind is shuffling this around too. But the word clear has to do with um, looking at something, maybe you're looking outside in the environment, you have a clear sky that you can see the sun, the moon, and with that feeling, you have a, a wider perspective. Um, and in some ways, uh, there's no obstruction, which means if you're looking at the sky and you don't have a roof there, you're not obstructed or there aren't any clouds, um, then you can see further into the star area. And when you have clarity, you know you do, because you have that um, in your mind going, wow, I can see way out there. But how do you tell if you don't have clarity? Um, and so some of this is, again, wordplay and understanding the depth of the words um, or ex exploring, again, with questions. Uh, if you are not sure about something, um, what is the next step? So when you come from a lack of clarity, uh, you might have a couple of these scenarios happening, um, and that can be some um, potential symptoms that uh, there are issues that we need to deal with or that um, different routing needs to be taken around a, a problem or whatever. When you're not sure, you know, one of the first ones, if you come to a um, point of decision of going this way or that way, and you're not sure about which to do, um, that is some real juggle. Sometimes we feel very challenged because we aren't sure, well, if we go down this one and you can't really see the whole um, process, you're not sure where it's headed, or maybe it's difficult to see what issues might show up. Versus on the other side, going down a different path, uh, maybe that you can see to a certain point or feel to a certain point, and then you say, oh, well, this is the potential for the different scenarios. So that can be a, a stopping point that can stop a lot of us because we don't know which way to go. Um, some of our decision-making becomes cumbersome when we don't have that information. So we can feel confused or overwhelmed, or if you're feeling stress or anxious, um, or you feel like you have uh, fog in your brain, you know, there's different reasons for fog showing up, but that can be kind of a uh, issue of clarity too, that sometimes the situations, if you're dealing with um, a, a situation where you're trying to mull things over or looking at these obvious pathways that are obvious in some ways, but they're not very clear as to what happens when you go down a pathway. Uh, that's where our minds turn things over and over on these and look at them as problems and they build up more and more uh, worry or stress. That is some lack of clarity potential. And you can feel really stuck in the muck if you want uh, to call it that, or stuck in not being able to make a decision. The um, ineffective or unproductive feelings of moving forward can be a question. 
and you always have too much to do on your to-do list can be very overwhelming uh, because you never quite feel like you have uh, anything completed. And it's not very uh, conducive to looking at every day something that's the same list and feeling uh, like you're actually moving along on some path. So um, it's, again, taking an opportunity to uh, take a break or a pause um, as often as you can work that into your schedule and your mindset and constantly asking yourself, how can I do this differently? How can I do something more uh, sustainable than what's happening? And there's always hope that we can approach this a little differently when we think about um, the questions and when we take that time to really look for obvious ways in ourselves to step forward in a different way, that is encouraging and it and it can be very uplifting for yourself too. And it, as you're getting uplifted, you're going to express things in a different way that will help others around you feeling more clear because you're more clear. So it's some of this ins and outs that um, we can often feel confused and having our own selves putting our uh, obstruction up within our own minds. And some of it, is something that um, is our own doing. So when we talk about unraveling some of this complexity or mystery in a way uh, and try to clear our minds, there are different reasons why they get foggy or whatever. So you want to have as much opportunity to work with it yourself and understand yourself and make choices to uh, work around some of the issues that you might be dealing with. There's questions like, um, what is something that you have clarity about? So you want to turn some of the, the mindset around also so that you can build something from a level of um, possible chaos and say, okay, well, when you look at something, you're saying you're observing that you do have clarity, not looking so much from the lack of something. Uh, not being clear, but looking at a smaller detail possibly. So you're observing a situation or observing a habit that you have or a process that you do have clarity. And the more that you observe it in more detail, um, it's pretty powerful because then you know step by step by step uh, some of these pathways might be convoluted in a way. Um, having distractions or having something, you, you have to make a decision going a different way and then you're coming back and then around. But when you have clarity and look at it, where your thoughts, your feelings and your actions, which are all kind of in alignment, everything flows. And it's something where if you're finding yourself observing and looking this direction, that you do have clarity, that's again a source of ability to use that as a platform and compare the, the effect that that has or feels within yourself that it is possible to build upon that. So observation is um, kind of an interesting process because we all observe differently in and around ourselves and also what do we want to observe? 
if you're not taking the opportunities to be present in your moments, and maybe you have a certain window of time, you can do that choice. If you have that as a as a uh, personal interest to add more and more time within your time of choice to um, build upon, you're going to find yourself easier and easier to become more autopilot of having or being present. Some of the observing learning that we've had in our society has to do with um, modeling. And there are some expressions having to do with, you know, observing and modeling behavior, attitudes, or emotional expressions, and some of the conditions necessary for um, successful observation, like if you want to look at it from a different psychological or more theory perspective, it has to do with conditions and application of how much attention is spent on an observation. Because attention comes back to being present and really focusing in on something. Um, The second area of a condition would be once you pay attention to something, how much do you really retain? And so within the retention area, if you're observing a behavior or a modeling situation that you're wanting to model to that behavior, uh, how much do you remember in that process because you're wanting to learn a new skill or you're wanting to learn a new habit or apply something, um, you're going to want to pay attention to the how-tos and also how do you retain that so that you can practice it on yourself or with yourself. And as you do this too and you get to having a buildup of step-by-step that you can successfully go and apply this to a situation, how do you reproduce this into showing others and uh, working it uh, not just the the basics, but also having it so you can take this attitude or this behavior and replicate it within your other areas. This is kind of the overall kind of theory of, of observing and practicing and uh, having patience with yourself as you go through this, where you're uh, present and you apply it and you're feeling the success and the clarity, how this uh, sequence actually is a motivator because the more that you build up your uh, process, you're going to have it more repeatable. And in doing that, you might find yourself um, paying attention to things that maybe you've never spent time paying attention. And once you get in there and uh, get influenced by something that might be exciting or might be scientific um, and you knew about it but didn't really take the time to understand it, that can also spark a lot of new opportunity for yourself to be inspired and um, when you look at this from a modeling perspective, um, it might clear up other levels of, clear, of uh, that need to be more clear and comes up with um, effects that you might not even realize until you get a little bit further down the road. Memory is interesting because sometimes we don't, we recognize a behavior, but we might not remember it 
much into the future. It really is dependent upon your ability to structure something that the structure the information in a sequence so that you can remember um, how to apply something either from a mental or physical prospect of rehearsing uh, there's you know action steps like if you're learning a new skill there are going to be point step one step two step three how do you apply this so that you have the results coming out at the end where your uh, steps are logical and what is expected to come out comes out so there's um, physical and intellectual capacities here that um, we look and work with, and the expectation is there's going to be something in action mode somewhere along here that um, you're going to see a response within yourself or also within other situations. There's uh, kind of a, a distinguished factor between learning something and performing it. So if you uh, do learn something and you have a behavior you're working with, if you're not motivated uh, from this process, it basically is going to cause you to be a bit frustrated because it may not actually show up anywhere. And in that sense, you know, you're observing something, you're seeing a uh, representation of this and in a way that you're um, wanting to be present and looking at it from a perspective of, okay, I want to do this, I want to change this, I'm doing my steps of attention, retaining that behavior in my mind as to, okay, this is why I'm doing this. I'm observing something that is looking at it as a situation and looking at it at different ways um, and also wanting to make change in my process, or which would actually direct the experiences that you have with that process. And when you do this too, the change as you go and practice these different proponents of um, action can actually make a permanent change in how you approach something. If you're finding that it's very positive and you're excited about something, what you're learning here is also a way to change, make change happen within your um, yourself and how you, you operate. And again, that can have a whole stream of different effect as you go through your um, process of change and applying and learning. And it can be very exciting. On that note, we're going to take a moment to pause and get excited about our messages here as we take a quick break. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment. 
for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Get ready for High Vibin' It with host Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. I'm Dee Lee, and we're talking about um, practicing presence with clarity. And that has to do with a couple of uh, interesting co- concepts here of observation, uh, inspiration, and experience. And as we observe our environments, a lot of times we're in close proximity to others, and um, a lot of times we're observing from a curiosity perspective, possibly, and we're learning from someone that's had experience in a certain location or uh, stimulus of approach here. So we might be looking at behavior aspects, you know, what is expected from a behavior perspective based upon what you're observing. And as we become more interested in something, we're watching it um, in a close proximity or learning from some sequence of event, um, observing nature is very much like this because we do all live here on the earth and um, we have different environments around us. So if you're out in the forest, there's a different feeling and a different set of criteria than if you're in a suburban area um, and you're observing how people operate within these areas. Um, It can be very interestingly different. So we observe and learn, uh, again, our, our discussion had to do with uh, some stages of learning having to do with attention, how much do we apply to a scenario, how much do we retain, and then how much do we produce from there, and if we're not motivated to produce an active approach, then we go on to something else. So the attention span and our approach is um, coming back to having a sense of performance where we are positively reflecting out to um, show a change in ourselves. There are cultural variations that cause different observations to happen, and a lot of that has to do with uh, culture and different kinds of areas that 
um, are very specific and we learn a lot as children in these areas, observing our parents, practicing through observation and imitation of what we're observing. So we need to be careful how we approach this as well as, uh, as we're um, observing and imitating someone. We want to be careful what we're imitating. Does it feel correct in your own uh, environment and how you apply yourself with that? So um, as you look at this stream of different things, we look at, you know, the modeling of ourselves to something. We want to also look at the uh, inspiration that shows up, too, because inspiration is a very active participation here, too. So, um, it's a process of, you know, from a, a learning perspective, it's a process of acquiring knowledge through experience so that you can change a behavior. But it's something that um, when we do this, we are working with our uh, memory stages of visuals and um, short-term memory and retrieving different things too. So it's, it's again, studying a bit of depth of ourselves, looking at um, understanding our own sensory memory, you know, our short-term memory, how, how long do we need to remember something, you know, and that takes practice. So as we show up into a program here, we're going to be uh, challenging ourselves to look at something in a different way with an expectation for ourselves going, oh, well, this is what I, I hope to to observe and also get out of this opportunity that we're, we're working with. Inspiration um, helps to, you know, basically to get a positive movement um, going into a, uh, looking at something that has possibility. And this is al already um, started when we start observing. A lot of times we feel inspired because we're observing something that became an interest to look at. Uh, maybe it's a curiosity you've had for long, or maybe it's an event or a subset of something that became uh, very important that we take a look at within ourselves or outside of ourselves. And um, as we look at the possibilities, uh, we want to look to see how does this affect, you know, if we're getting inspired, do we have inspiration to start with, but how can we activate, capture, and work with this different um, thing that we're observing to make it an important part of our life so that basically the qualities that we're looking to change possibly do get changed. And the uh, interesting, when we go and we look at these words, you know, words have a lot of different sub-meanings uh, depending upon our education, our background, our culture. Um, the Oxford Dictionary defines inspiration as the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative. Commonly, we think of people being randomly struck by a flash of inspiration. So we see inspiration as a feeling that it occurs almost by accident in a way. But it also awakens us to new possibilities and allows us to take a look at something so that those possibilities could become a change 
to a habit and it opens doors possibly because we're feeling more energized and those energies within ourselves become more excited to be able to propel us forward in a way to uh, transform the way we approach things or how we observe and in that observation we're having more excitement because we're learning something that is just totally encapsulating us and by us becoming more actively involved with some situation or thought process, we become energized and others around you will be affected as well because it, it can have a whole you know, streamline effect of the uh, quality of when you first start, you know, you're going to end up possibly being um, moved along in your process, and that also moves others that also are around your area. So there's, you know, some kind of um, characteristic here that basically we're we're playing with some language, but also the idea of inspiration uh, becomes a level of curiosity, because if we observe. Like we go out into nature and we take time just to really sit and listen to the environment. Um, or we are a photographer. For myself, I do a lot of photography and take time to walk in my neighborhoods and also observe things that um, a lot of time are just curious. If you take a, a few spots uh, in your environment and just really uh, take the time to see what's there. Uh, a lot of times we pass so quickly by something, uh, you might miss the life process going on in a very small area of space, you know, earth area, that you're um, going to be quite uh, surprised how much activity there is there. Uh, a lot of times if you uh, are a gardener and you plant seeds, how does that work? Uh, watching them, planting them, working with them, caring for them. Uh, there's a lot of different inspiration and uh, ability to resonate with seedlings and how they grow and uh, the challenges that they have in their environment. It can feel very uplifting. Uh, one of my father's challenges or stress, he was an avid gardener. Um, his stress level was up there when he planted a seed, a, a seed packet of seeds. You know, a lot of his seeds all came up 100%. So there was ex some stress there of what do I do with all of these seedlings? Where do I put them? You know, they all showed up. And uh, for certain people, they could walk away from that stress and not be stressful. But it's also a stress for a gardener because then you have all these little beings that have just you know, worked themselves through a, a very difficult scenario sometimes to uh, be there. And they're very inspirational because they've made it. And you're sometimes seeing when you walk along a sidewalk, maybe there's a flower or a uh, plant that's come up in the cement that you would look at and go, well, wow, that's really amazing. How would that have shown up there? Because it is kind of a tight spot. And so, some of these curiosities can be um, more defined as you, uh, it could be more inspirational too, in a sense that you might explore more ways of understanding 
uh, parts of gardening that maybe you didn't have questions before or have an interest in. But here's a scenario that out of curiosity you want to understand better. Um, And so when you do that, you're going to open doors that possibly you don't have um, currently. And that can be an exciting moment when you open a door and look at it and go, wow, I never knew this. But it can be very exciting, too, because it will uh, give you a new opportunity to try a different approach or go down a different path of learning. So before inspiration, um, a lot of times when we think of this, when we get inspired, we're going to experience something. We experience a feeling. Maybe we feel, and uh, and if you're, you're using your senses, which is recommended to be present, use all your senses, you know, your senses of sight, um, hearing, you know, sense of smell, and all of your senses, applying them to the scenario, you're going to experience a whole scenario that would just, you know, blow people away sometimes. Um, And when you do this, uh, you're going to open more opportunity to experience that um, ability to open yourself to something new uh, even when you aren't thinking about it you're going to find yourself um, being more exposed to um, situations that will um, help to motivate you to open to excitement about something and that becomes that excitement also is part of being present There is a lot of um, information that we can gather as we go, and some of the information might not be totally understood initially because it's nonverbal, it's visual. And how do you express um, relationship to visual expression? I mean, there's color. You think about um, flowers and um, the understanding of flowers. You know, what is that flower over there? Um, we can get caught up a lot of uh, times with getting distracted by trying to understand the names of the flowers. Why is that a flower with that particular name? Or where did that come from? Whereas, you know, if we take something from just a, a very starting point, observe the flower in a situation, it's a it's just a beautiful color and it's bringing out a whole different um, aroma in a certain area uh, and enjo- just enjoy the experience that your senses are having without becoming too connected to the understanding of why that flower is this type of name. And um, there's a lot of history with flowers saying, okay, well, this flower means something in this meaning area of it's a certain is supposed to be meaning a certain type of um, process because it is a such as a rose. A rose is a rose is a rose, um, or is supposed to mean this or that, or someone's supposed to respond if you give them a set of roses and become more in tune with the, the actual rose as opposed to what he, us as humans think it should be. So we're going to look at um, how we get inspired, but also how do we approach something as we become inspired, uh, this becomes the uh, step of opening to an experience. And how do we like to experience something? 
if we're more conscious, we're viewing the inspiration um, and saying, oh, well, this actually helps to propel me forward, but it also um, helps you know, a uh, an inspired inspiration for art or to express myself in a different way, and it becomes a uh, comparison of how do I feel as a creative person? What am I creating, and why? So we we build uh, upon a different stepping stone when we get inspired, and. Um, a lot of times, inspiration has a different effect on us. Um, most of the time, inspiration will be a positive effect, but sometimes inspiration is um, goes the other way as well. And if we might get too uh, inspired, we're thinking of inspiration in a way that actually becomes a volatile situation. Um, it can go the other direction, but we want to activate the positive in ourselves and with our immediate conscious relationship to something as that is um, more of a springboard and mostly is a springboard for more creative processes that we can uh, show increasing our um, self over time you know, to step forward. And in this process, too, we become looking um, or we're widening our ability to take a look at something with a different view. And looking from a, that review process, um, it may be that we're taking time more for the creative writing or art. And as we work with that, it becomes kind of a continuous process of inspiration going forward. And that can help um, action, too. So your your effort that you're taking is your experience also. So there's the sequence of process that you observe, you're inspired, and you experience something. And it goes over and over and over again. And in that process, too, we're going to be hopefully sharing this with others around us. So that as you get inspired, um, you're going to show this in your life, and this helps to inspire your goals, and you're able to attain more uh, uplifted inspiration stepping forward. So um, it can go, it can feel going around and around, but you know our interest with mindset, uh, mindfulness, uh, pausing um, is increasing our own care and well-being. And those that we have noticed here that have uh, experienced higher levels of effect, you know, they're taking more time to understand from um, positive effect on their life and um, how this also has a, a rolling effect through their life so that it becomes giving um, them a lasting level of purpose and gratitude so some of these um, we may not know this as we get in into the stepping process we may not know exactly where it rolls along but a lot of the findings that we've been looking at have suggested that it happens inspiration happens and knowing that this is possible and that it's it is a possibility of effect it will uh, free you from pressure to make it happen. It just happens. 
And as you go this direction, you know, you're going to find more moments to pause. And maybe you'll pause without saying, okay, now I need to pause. But on that note, I'm going to uh, suggest we pause and we will be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Tune in for 5 Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on five Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand, so if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back. Um, my name is Dee Lee, and we're discussing um, the different aspects of practicing presence with clarity, having to do a lot with observation, inspiration, and experience. It's interesting, inspiration um, is something that you can actually increase the opportunity or the resulting parts by looking that at how we actually master different work strengths and, and focuses and doing preparation work with yourself and with your intentions um, is kind of a main ingredient here because inspiration really is not the same as effort and effort is a condition for inspiration but you want to prepare yourself so that as you work with inspiration it could actually open the door to an experience and a lot of times we may not be ready for experience but we are enjoying the lift up of uh, energy with an inspiration and it may be a surprise to us as well but when you open up and are more 
open uh, and looking at it from an attitude perspective, um, small accomplishments can also have an effect here and they can be small in uh, a lot of ways, but they have a big effect on ourselves as we boost the inspiration and that can set off a creative cycle for ourselves that we can build more and more creativity into this, which creates its own um, path and uh, uplift to the, for the most part. So there's areas here that are uh, interesting and it's probably different within different societies that we um, look at the, the starting point, which again comes back to ourselves and how do we work with this. A lot of steps are uh, sometimes not very clear when we start out. We have more questions about, well, if I start going this direction, what is the impact on something else that we work with? And um, when we take a step back, you know, we're independently looking at different ways. And um, we may or may not be entrepreneurs, but there's also a different uh, mindset that has, you know, has been uh, shown as different traits of successful entrepreneurs. And there's, you know, a lot of times um, they see the world differently and they're more innovative and creative. And for the most, creativity feels like it's sometimes just almost there. We're not quite there yet. It's out there, but we simply cannot reach it. But that creativity is um, a, a uh, inspiration to us to get excited about something, to open, um, but you can feel sometimes like you're chasing it. And that as you chase it, it gets further and further away. So there's balance in this effect too, because not everybody approaches their work or their life um, the same way. And some of it has to do with balancing different things. And um, entrepreneurs often have attention issues with having to uh, feel more limited in certain areas or limiting themselves in their own mindset, saying, I can't be creative with my work. It's not a process that's very balanced. And they take the, the other side of the road and say, okay, uh, if I'm just running around over here doing it, I'm not going to get anywhere. And when I don't get anywhere, then it has a whole stream effect, downstream effect, and energy can change and shift. So when we write down things, there's a kind of a, a process here that we might want to consider um, some stepping stones where you might want to write down things um, in a way, uh, write them on a, a digital device or wherever, um, whatever and however you communicate to yourself where you can um, bring them out looking looking at uh, just taking your mind and your thoughts and putting them on a list, whether it's all in order or not, just mostly putting things in, on a piece of paper where you can um, organize it later. But it's, it's really taking the little bits here and there and um, putting them, you know, in an area that you're not just running them around. So, um, other ways that you can approach um, is to learn um, different aspects by reading or inquiring or interviewing people, expanding your knowledge. Uh, you can take a different space around you and 
um, organize your physical space differently so you have more time to and space to be relaxed in an area that you feel comfortable. If you're working at home, it's sometimes difficult because you're always at home in your work and your life. So some people take uh, time to work, say, in a coffee shop because they're not right there at home. And as you broaden your horizons, you might do a little bit of traveling or you get inspired by doing something or going a different direction uh, that maybe is within your same neighborhood, but you take a different route. And you see things if you're awake and you're uh, practicing in the moment, you can observe something new in your environment and be surprised. So as you take the time to become more with yourself and in yourself, um, away from distractions, and again, distractions are different for everybody. A lot of the uh, devices that we have um, and we try to keep up with all of the activity on them can be very distractive. And so if um, we put this away uh, and have a time where we can focus and take time to to focus on ourself um, to start with because you are the creator. Uh, it, it's also you're trying to get yourself uh, so that you're not on the um, button, on, on button, not always on, but able to um, look at uh, self-care. Sometimes we don't feel like we're important enough or we don't have a sense of our own value. And again, it comes back to uh, being in the awareness mode that we take that time to uh, care for how we approach and observe um, how we are clear in perspective. Um, for myself, I, I do a lot of meditation and just listening, and this requires, you know, just taking a, a space of time in a location feeling comfortable to be able to do this and not so much have a time clock on it, but also it becomes inspirational because I'm calming within myself and it gives you a moment to um, listen to some music possibly or um, other uh, interesting questions maybe to explore later. But it's really not actively scrutinizing my ideas or what's coming up, but mostly just um, looking at what comes up and maybe jotting down areas to explore. Or maybe there's several areas that tie into each other. And it becomes interesting to be able to take a look at something with a different approach. And so when we open this door, it becomes a, a opportunity to take some uh, step in towards learning something maybe you haven't learned for a long time or relearned, and that opens another door, and there's new discovery uh, that comes along. So things sometimes have a pathway that we don't know exactly how far they go, but they could lead to a new opportunity to uh, have a different approach for maybe your work. And um, it can be sometimes frustrating because we don't know all of the parts. But when we do this, um, we can have better effect in the sense of knowing more that we can have controls that we can apply. And um, it will help to um, offer us um, experience 
as we get moving along too because experience is again part of this whole process it experience in life is where we uh, experience something that that we are um we it's like a rolling effect we we look at uh different ways to uh, work with others and the world around us, and sometimes experiences define who we become and how we live our individual life. It's defined as the knowledge or understanding that is obtained from a physical or practical involvement to an event or activity, and generally this is something in theory, but it's something where you think about um, terms like yoga you know there's again some expectation that what is yoga and how do you experience yoga it's it's a practice and again it's how do we engage with that practice Um, so there's language and sometimes the language can get in the way because the language has different understandings and traditions different approaches buddhism Um, i do a lot of Reiki and uh, am trained in in those areas and that becomes confusion and possibly misunderstanding because it has a different tone to it. It's curiosity, not totally understood, but it's something that as I practice it, I find it is more and more easy to be in that zone and finding it less stressful, having um, interaction with the world around, and it gives a source of calm that in some ways um, is hard to uh, find uh, these moments every day as we're out and about. And it's interesting because when you get that sense of calm around you or in you, um, your whole self changes. And so when we start from that positioning Um, There are a lot of different things that happen. Um, People will feel differently as you are, as they are around you as well, if you feel calm. So again, the practice is not just on an internal basis, but um, there's different things that um, affect, you know, yourself and your relationships. Sometimes there are ways that we can move along with this and keep a journal, write down thoughts uh, so we don't lose thoughts. We want to be present and live in the moment, and we want to not compare ourselves to others because we are a unique, um, beautiful being, and that is very valuable. So, we want to practice self-acceptance and compassion, spend time with yourself and practice self-care. But, you know, there's a lot of um, interesting opportunities and it's it's almost limitless so that the clarity part of this is that know that it is a limited unlimited um, possibilities and um, it's a it's definitely a journey I wrote a poem a bit ago that speaks to this when I open my eyes I see love flows freely through me when I open my ears I hear floating songs of melody When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And with the sensing, mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. 
So we like to pause and we're mindful of how we're pausing and um, we want to encourage practicing presence with clarity because that gives you time to observe, time to be inspired, and time to experience. It's all a wonderful journey. Have a great weekend. See you next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time. 